Today's podcast is brought to you by MinervaBeauty.com. Welcome to the Matt Bex Podcast. Woke up this way. He's got a lot of cool stuff he's going to show you today. The latest news, industry topics, and business tips. For all hairstylists and salon owners, it's time to flip the script. Grab your precision scissors, barber combs, and swivel twist razors. Let's cut a bob, a quick shag, pick a couple with a little bit of flavor. Check out the live classes, product reviews, let's rock on. Don't forget to check out freesaloneducation.com. this way. It's going to be a great day. Chop it, clip it, spray it, slip it. I woke up this way. You cannot be upset listening to that. Nope. <laughs> I have to get, I, I forgot to get the guy's name. I'll, I'll find it. <laughs> the guy who wrote this, his name is Genius. <laughs> Genius. It's Surface, but spelled C I P H U R. P-H-A-C-E. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you have to define that. Yeah. What's up, guys? Good morning. Welcome to the Woke Up This Way podcast. Today, I got Carly Hello. with me. There she is. Um, we're going to talk hair. We're going to cut hair. Uh, we're going to do all kinds of stuff um, over the next you know, hour or so. Uh, so those of you guys that are tuning in, welcome. Hopefully, you know, maybe it's your salon day. Maybe you're in the salon. Maybe you're uh, we like to think of this as like West Coast time, mm-hmm. like so that it makes us feel like we're getting an early start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's nice and, uh, but it's 11 something here, almost 1130. Um, so those guys just getting up on the West Coast, welcome. I don't know where you're at in the world. Let us know in the chat. I have the chat pulled up here. We're live on all kinds of different things. Um, I can see, uh, oh, we got Missouri, Missouri. We got Montana. We got San Francisco. Very cool. So um, thank you guys for tuning in. We can see the chat. I can also see the chat. I'm all over the place on uh, YouTube as well. I'm going to stop that. Um, so that's pretty much it. So we had a class yesterday, yes, um, hands-on, and it was really awesome. So those of you guys that, that did show up, there was a ton. We had like 17 people in the class. It was packed. Uh, we did dry hair cutting. Uh, so that was really fun. And um, we got another class coming up on May sixth. Is the next one? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, I think it's cutting a bob. And then I have May twentieth is a razor class. So if you guys are looking for tickets, I think the bob class might be sold out. Maybe there's a ticket or two. Uh, the razor class, I think we have a few tickets available still. So if you guys are looking for some education, check that out. Um, this podcast is brought to you by our friends at MinervaBeauty.com. So if you're looking for um, some unbelievable salon furniture, they're the people to go to. They got great prices. They they keep everything pretty much in stock, which is not normal for. Um, I've been to the warehouse; it's gigantic. You've been there yeah, too. Um, so they keep everything in stock. So you order, and your order ships, and that's what really kind of separates Minerva besides the great prices. So. Uh, so check them out, MinervaBeauty.com. Um, today, I want to talk about a few subjects. I was actually going over it a little bit with Carly while we were waiting for the computer to not be terrible. Um, and the first one is this article. So I wanted to talk about a couple things today. One is uh, this woman that lo- she lost a $30,000 lawsuit. And this all has to do with hair. Um, because basically a hairstylist bleached her hair out. Mm-hmm. Um, where was this at? I don't think it says. Uh, it looks like in Australia, but um, 
she lost a $30,000 lawsuit. So she tried to sue because the hairdresser fried her hair off mm-hmm. and then they had to cut her hair into a mullet. So the reason I wanted to bring this up is because this is like a reality. Like this yeah. is real. Yeah. And um, when we get like while we're in school, school is one thing. Like you have to learn and you have to try things. And I think you're everybody that gets their hair done at a school signs a form yeah. yep. that's saying <laughs> this could turn into a mullet. But um, the reality is once you're in a salon, they're not signing those forms anymore. And it's really, um, you know, a, a thing and, and not to freak people out because that's not the goal. The goal is to learn. So, um, but to ask questions and I'm kind of passing this over to Carly because Carly, you know, you're just starting to, you're going to start to take clients um, for the first time. And I think it's really important that people understand that you, to ask questions is not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And not you necessarily, but just people in general. When you come out of school, ask a lot of questions it's not necessarily especially with things like bleach and different things like that that's why you shouldn't try these things at home because it's not that you know like that hairdressers are so chemically like knowledgeable it's that we learn um the limits of everything because there's a fine line between a beautiful highlight (laughs) and your highlights on the floor right so um so just asking questions and don't get it yourself into a situation that makes you uncomfortable. So I like to think that this podcast um, gets a lot of students to tune in. Mm -hmm. Um, I get a lot of, you know, a lot of the questions, a lot of the feedback comes from students or people just out of school. Um, So I wanted to bring this up because it's not really about the $30,000 claim. She ended up losing um, because, you know, I'm sure a judge would look at that like they didn't do it on purpose and it wasn't like, you know, but at the same time, she could have won and she is walking around with a mullet and it's bad. Like, I don't know if you can see this Carly, but this is her situation. And I wish I could put it up on the screen, but I'm sure if you Google a uh, $30,000 lawsuit in Australia, I'm trying to figure out how I can easily run this show and show you guys these pictures. I will figure it out, but today's not the day. So, and this is her before. So before she had like this really nice, you know, kind of blonde hair and then it just went crazy which to me i don't even understand how that happened because her before has no roots right (laughs) her her before is very nice blonde no roots and then all of a sudden she has one inch hair but really long here in the back and then really rooty like yeah yeah, almost two inches of black roots so here's the moral of the story and like where we should go with it because if you're in school and you have somebody that comes in and they have black roots right um there's a process that you should go through and you should never tell somebody that um, they can go from their black roots to platinum blonde hair um, and that they're going to have healthy hair at the end. Like I know that there's products out there that say that they, you know, rebuild bonds and all that stuff. But the reality is, you know, that's really stripping the hair of a lot. So just be really careful. And my suggestion, if I was behind the chair and this situation came in, I would have a real conversation with that person um, I would start with doing some test highlights. I would not start bleaching their uh, scalp right away. Mm-hmm. I would see how those highlights lift. Um, I would see how they react to toners. So uh, I think the the moral, again, of this story is it's a long-term thing. Um, when you build a relationship with a customer, it's not about giving them exactly what they want the day of. Yeah. They're going to respect you more if you take your time 
and you set up a schedule of this in the next six months, I can get you here. Right. Um, you know, or this will be our goal in the next six months. And you're going to have to come in for three to four visits between that six month period. Mm -hmm. So that's my, um, you know, my recommendation. And then you start slow and see how the hair reacts. You never know. Her hair looks super fine. Um, so this should have never been, um, you know, bleached this way. And honestly, I think she should have won the lawsuit based on the pictures. I don't know. You know, I don't know the situation, Mm -hmm. but when you look at the pictures, um, I think that she, that it was a little bit of a wrong, you know, move to try to do all of that. And I'm sure there's another side to the story. I'm not here to, to defend that. I just think in, if I had this situation, that's the route that I would go. Mm -hmm. And hopefully that helps you there. All right, let me see. Check in the chat. Charleston, South Carolina, California. Loving Guatemala. Wow. Yeah. Reaching. Reaching. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, I just spoke this. Ready to learn. Love your cutting techniques. Cool. All right, sweet. And then I got Facebook over here. Canada. I love when everybody writes where they're from. It's my favorite. Um, all right, so so that's the first topic. So what would you do in the salon? I love, like, we need to get the comments started, um, whether it's in the chat or it's later on when you're watching this uh, later or if you follow us on Anchor and you want to leave a voice message talking about this stuff. I think it's, uh, you know, it's an important topic. And what would you do if you had a client come in and they had, you know, black hair, black roots, um, fine hair, and they wanted to be platinum blonde. What would you do? Um, and what would be your process? Because it might be different than mine. All right. The next topic is a pretty strong school topic. We've <laughs> all heard of the waxy buildup that happens on hair, right? So, and why I want to talk about this is because I saw this news article. This is from the Global News on uh, Apple News. And it's basically somebody and i saw the instagram video too like i saw um the scissor and the, the, scissor and the scraping yeah. yeah and it was like a ton of buildup coming off the yeah. hair so i'm sure you guys saw this as well um my thing with this is uh, and what i thought was interesting about the article is they're basically saying that they're still like they were blaming silicones and a certain type of silicone being the buildup from cheap shampoo um but the article really goes more in depth with it's not just silicones and that silicones aren't bad for hair. Right. They're actually a good sealer of hair. They seal in moisture and all this stuff. There are also cheaper and more uh, shampoos that are more overloaded mm-hmm. with silicones, right? So some of the cheaper shampoos to mask the uh, benefits, they overload it with silicones. It makes the hair feel really shiny and feel really good um, at the beginning. But then as you use it more and more, they do start to build up. Mm-hmm. But they were saying that it's not just silicones that build up on the hair or or bad shampoo products that are building up it's hard water uh chemicals um however you like how you wash your hair Mm -hmm. there's so many aspects that go into having uh good quality hair that people don't think about wearing a ponytail uh constantly right (laughs) um flat ironing your hair every day hot tools Mm -hmm. um so I think when we talk to our clients, we have to really get better at, well, it's not just bad shampoo or it's not just hot tools. Like there's a, an accumulation of things that happen. So what I think is is um, 
probably the best thing to do with your customer is just every single time they're in your chair, just educate them. Oh, yeah. You know, if, if you see them walk in with a ponytail, then check out their ponytail holder. Mm-hmm. Or even, I don't even think it's so much the ponytail holder anymore. I think it's just the tension of holding the hair back, oh, yeah. you know? So uh, just talking to them about, you know, maybe we could fit you into this style and then that way you're not always wearing a ponytail, yeah. you know, something that fits them better. I don't understand. I still don't understand why people always, they have long hair if they just wear it back all the time. <laughs> and they're like, you know, it's my, it's my safety blanket. Well, it's yeah. your blanket is on the back of your neck. <laughs> like it's not really doing anything for you. You're still opening your face yeah. wide up. So um, a, a nice short haircut might actually be really beneficial and it can make your you know neck feel, you know, look mm-hmm. appear longer. And uh, it's just, there's a lot of benefits to a great shorter haircut. So, yeah. um, so I want to hear everybody's thoughts on that. And I, I definitely want to encourage the beauty school conversation of not so much anti <laughs> cheap shampoos and like making that your story and, and scraping hair and thinking that it's just shampoo. Yeah. Like you can definitely feel when there's buildup on hair, but you don't know what it's from. I mean, when you look at like um, hard water, well water, the minerals that yeah. come off of that and people are rinsing their hair every day in this stuff. And you can see like in your pipes and, and everything, how much buildup happens um, from that stuff. So like you can only imagine that's even a hundred times worse than some silicones in a shampoo, oh, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So um, Jenna Patterson has her hand raised. I'm not sure why. <laughs> she's probably waving. Oh, she's waving. Yeah. Got you. <laughs> I thought she was like, uh, I have a question. <laughs> hey, Jenna. Um, all right. So... That is that. Do you want to say hi? Hi, mom. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, all right, cool. So that's that topic. And then there was one more thing I wanted to chat about um, before we start cutting some hair. And that is this article that I saw. Um, Where's this from? Life Hacker. I don't even know what that is, but it's obviously um, something on Apple News. But... Um, you know what's fascinating? Apple News. And, and they did just um, kind of, they c- came out with a premium version of it. Okay. So now they want you to pay for it. Of like course. For like <laughs> certain things. And they're going to put magazines on it and stuff, which huh. I don't really, I, I don't know who really wants to read that kind of stuff. No. Like I get that people like magazines, but we're really, our news feed on our social media is really how we're consuming yeah. everything. Um, but it's called Apple News Plus. Okay. So you can get like your magazines and all of that. But what I did find really cool is you can put in different topics. Mm-hmm. So obviously I have like Philadelphia sports as okay. a topic. Yeah. So all my news is catered to myself. So oh, cool. it's it's like Philadelphia Eagles hair, Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles hair news. And like, so I put in the topic of hair and it's just tons and tons of articles that mm-hmm. come up, which made it easy to pull things for the show. But at the same time, if you're trying to stay up to date with celebrity changes, like uh, the fact that I know already now that J-Lo has cheetah print hair, like I wouldn't have known that in my life ever. So, but I saw it because, you know, it's a topic and it came up. Yeah. So this one was um, an article from Lifehacker on Apple News. And it was this lady that basically said she hasn't paid for a haircut since January. So like she was like psyched about it. She's been cutting her own hair, um, which is... <laughs> Which is something that I wanted to kind of talk about because um, I do think people are getting smarter. And and I think that these 
when hairdressers get upset about um, people doing things on their own, um, we have to take a step back and look at why are they doing it on their own, right? Okay. So, like, what is um, guilty of long hair constantly up? Oh, <laughs> that's your... That's oh, my your, mom. Yeah. Um, so, we have to look at why Why do they want to do it themselves? Mm. Why do people do things themselves? Like, why, why would I um, choose to edit video myself or why would I like things that aren't my profession Yeah. or like I'm trying to think of something you do that's like something <laughs> that somebody <laughs> like else could do or it's their job to do it um. anything <laughs> clean your room yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean it could be somebody's job you could pay True. somebody I could yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know how my mom would feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> Just for your room. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. So, but like changing oil in a car, like some yeah. people do that themselves. That's true. Um, I'm trying to think, but there's just so many things that there are people that do it. And I think they do it out of convenience right. or that they don't like going to a certain place. Like for me, I, I look at hairdressers and I know that we're like, we're hair obsessed. We love, you know, different hairstyles and things like that, but but the most of the population like human beings don't really love hair. It's just oh, yeah. a chore. Yeah. Right. And they're trying to figure out how do I make that chore less in like less of a burden. Mm-hmm. So is going to the salon first off and we'll take away talent, right? Mm-hmm. Take away. It's a better haircut if you go to a salon than it is to do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but take away, but take into consideration the experience at a salon. So, now you go to a salon that has is expensive, right? Right, because now you're going to get the experience. You get pampered a little bit more. Um, maybe you have a glass of wine. You're sitting there, like uh, it's a comfortable like atmosphere. You're escaping your life. Like mm-hmm. some people love that. Yeah. Some people are miserable during that. Yeah. Like if I, I would never go get a massage <laughs> because I could never sit there while someone yeah. you know was like rubbing my back right right i would just i would go crazy um but some people love it yeah. like my client dave yeah. goes every two <laughs> every weeks two. right so um i think it's like you have to for, so first take a look at that then it's a money thing well mm-hmm. it's more expensive to go to those kind of salons so maybe that's the choice you would have made but it's expensive so now you want to save some money you go to a cheaper place that's an in and out kind of place and now all of a sudden you're getting no experience. Right. So I think there's there's there needs to be a balance. And I think we're coming up on a time. And it was funny because Christina just got an alert on Facebook, like a memory. Mm-hmm. And it was of when we first opened the salon and we were in the recession and we were doing 50% off your first haircut yeah. and um, $15 haircuts. Okay. Like that was like, and we had just bought the salon. We didn't, we were trying to pay the bills yeah. and it was 2008. Uh, 2009 when everything like no one was spending money and we were begging people to come in and get their hair cut and a lot of people don't even know what that like a lot of stylists newer stylists don't even know what that's really like Mm -hmm. you know so um that's that's the thing that i think we have to look at now people are diy they want to to do it and some people find it fun to cut their own hair the problem is this article and what they're doing is they're using like razor combs and different things um, that they're getting for $3. It says it on here. I bought three razor combs for $3. 
And um, I just trim my hair with that. And I've saved $1,600 is what the person says. Um, that'd be a conservative four cuts per year at $100 per cut. I don't know why she's paying $100 <laughs> per cut. But that's just like, that's that's the reality. Yeah. So the reason I bring this up is this is the conversation that's happening online. And there's nothing you can do about that conversation. Right. People are going to want to. But how? what you can do is make yourself better. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think people, because I practice cutting hair and I study it so much to like uh, over the last 14 years to learn it, right? I've never been afraid of somebody else cutting their hair. Like, I feel like if they want to cut their hair, then, um, let me see here. Let me go to this guy. Oh, Um, I feel like if they want to cut their hair, then they can you know, but they're never going to get it like I can. Right. And they'll just come to you afterwards if they don't, (laughs) if they mess it up. Right. Yeah. (laughs) But, and that's the thing too. Like, but I, I know if I educate everybody that sits in my chair about, you know, cutting their own hair or just, or just what I'm doing actually more, more than anything, I, I educate them on the fact that what I'm doing and why I'm doing everything I'm doing then they know how much I know about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think education is the key with a great experience to actually keeping a customer yep. with you. Because I think all my customers at this point would be afraid to cut their own hair oh, yeah. because they know how much goes into it. Mm-hmm. But are they getting that same experience in a 15 minute window at a cheaper haircut place? Um, probably not. Yeah. They're not getting educated. They're not learning that this is, there's more to it than just grabbing a razor comb for $3 and trimming your yeah. ends. Right. So, so that's that. You have any thoughts? Mm. No, I, I mean, if someone is okay with how it looks and they're doing their own hair, then <laughs> <laughs> by all means. <laughs> right. Yeah. Agreed. I yep. mean, just so. don't tell anybody that I did it. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> And that's the thing, like there are people that are going to do it. Yeah. So you just have to, I think, you know, do what you can do. And there's plenty of people that don't want to do it. Yeah. And like changing the oil in your car, no one's going out of business right now right. because so many people want to do it. Like, so I don't think you have to worry. And I think we get overly upset about it. I look at this article and I kind of chuckle about it because it's like, yeah, you did save money, but I would hate to see you, right. you know, and, and maybe she just does get a trim. You know, maybe yeah. she doesn't, she, she could have that hair type that is like not thick, doesn't have any issues. Mm-hmm. And all she has to do is dust those ends and you know, it is what it yeah. is. Maybe it's a little crooked, but maybe she turns her head a lot and you can't notice. Honestly, you know? if we didn't have those people that cut their own hair, we wouldn't have those like funny YouTube videos <laughs> of people failing cutting their right, hair. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yep. We wouldn't have that enjoyment in yeah, our lives. Exactly. All right. Let's see. All that greasy smoke everywhere. Pray for her. Okay. It's been an eye opener and even her heart. Oh, there must be some intense. I'm in school right now and taking clients officially, but I learned from my first client that she knew everything that was best and called my school techniques whack. I always know. So (laughs) this is Raymond. Um, so that's going to happen for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and I was just I was just talking about this with one of the stylists at the class yesterday. Mm-hmm. They were saying that their customer um, sits in their chair and they always have something to say about how they cut their bangs or something. Yeah. Um, and then I said that I have a customer, a guy who he's constantly like, I do his haircut. And I do it the same way every time. And I do it the way I think it would be done. Mm-hmm. Right. And then at the very end, no matter what he says, aren't you going to comb my hair down straight down and cut it right here along the thing. And I'm like, if that's what you want. Yeah. And he says yes every time. And then so I comb it down and I cut it straight across because, it, yes, I, I don't want to. Yeah. I don't believe, but he likes it. Right. So, I mean, at the same time, what are we, what is our job? Yeah. You know, make our job, happy. make people happy. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah. And sometimes I'm like, I don't want it. I don't want to do that, but you just, you want to make the person happy at the same time. And, um, you as know, long so as it's you. not going to end up frying their hair off and end up in a mullet, that's yeah. when you don't give them what they want. Like right. If it's, yeah. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's where you got to learn to say no. Yeah. Yeah. And that was kind of, I don't know if I actually mentioned that in that article, but there is, it is okay to say no yeah. to people. Like mm-hmm. if you don't feel comfortable doing something, don't do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like d- don't feel like you need to, uh, please everybody all the time like right. you can say no they might get upset but they're going to be more upset if you try it and it doesn't work out yeah and that's uh, that's what you don't want <laughs> to happen all right um i think i'm going to start cutting hair okay. so i think what we're going to do today i think my camera quit working for some reason hmm. it probably like overheated it's working too hard today <laughs> Oh, there's other exciting, I wonder if that came out. Um, Other exciting stuff that's happening. Sam Via is en route to come uh, shoot some videos tomorrow. So I'm really excited about that. I'm hoping that we can get him on the podcast um, to be a part of it. He, but yeah, we're going to shoot a ton of videos tomorrow and um, just really excited about it. So we got, I got a ton of organizing to do here today. (laughs) And, uh, and Andrew Carruthers is coming as well. So. The two of those guys, we're going to be shooting videos. So there'll be some stuff uh, coming up on free salon education, but also, you know, just Sam Via stuff in general that you guys probably enjoy and watch. So I will be making videos for him. Um, all right. I want to check a couple things. I'm going to get ready. Johnny Livingston's in the house. Don't worry about what happens when they leave the shop and say who cuts their hair, possibly giving you a bad reputation. Oh, do you worry about that? Um, so here's the thing. I don't worry about those people because, um, so let's just say the the guy, for instance, that comes in and sits in my chair, there's a certain type of person and I am not worried about that guy saying that I cut his hair Yeah. because that guy, the person that fights with you about how their hair is going to look their friends already know who they are and how they are. So I'm not worried, you know, and I don't think anybody's coming up to him and being like, Ooh, who cuts your hair? That's not, that's not a conversation that's happening. Um, and it's not bad. Like, I don't want people to think like I just jack his haircut up. It's actually fine. It's just the bangs that are a little crazy. Um, but it's the way he likes it. So, you know, 
Um, who am I to say, honestly? I mean, and I and it was Vince on here says, you know, the hairdresser is the professional, which I agree with, but at the same time, it's not my hair. Yeah. You know, so I I don't want to um I'm not gonna be somebody that's gonna say, you know, you have to wear your hair the way that I think it should be worn. Mm-hmm. I will give my professional opinion and I hope that he respects it, but he doesn't. Yeah. So and he, you know, he had a Redken hairdresser from New York City that used to cut his hair for years and they were best friends and so he knows exactly the way he likes it and I'm cool with it. Um and I again I don't think anybody's talking to him and saying <laughs> you know, who, who cuts your hair. And if they are, they know who he is. They know how he is. Um, what about when a client asks you to do something that's completely wrong, even in an artistic way, yet they insist? Do you do what they ask or not? I, okay. So I think, so I think you should put your artistic spin on it, but at the same time, again, we're service providers, yeah. right? You want to be an artist, you get on stage or you create a piece of work to put out on the internet or, you know, like that's that's an artist. Mm-hmm. We're service providers in this industry and artists, but like, but it's, it's different. Like if an artist is doing a painting, um, like I know we actually have a local artist in our town who's super talented. He's sold like, paintings for fifty, hundred thousand dollars like crazy it was down from the old salon mm-hmm. and um he had his pop of time where he was selling a ton of of art he had a um a contract and he had to do a certain amount of paintings or whatever that ran out yeah. then all of a sudden he wasn't getting paid for his art anymore and he had to um uh start taking orders from people so then I would be like, you know what? I'd really like you to paint a picture of um, my dog. Right. And he's like doing that to make money, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So this is like, this is the reality of the whole situation. It's like now he became, he's an artist. He is an artist. He does art, um, but he's providing a service and he can't say, well, I think you should paint. I mean, he can give his thoughts, right. you know, but at the same time, I'm paying you to, do a picture of my dog sitting on my couch or whatever it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so um, there's that fine balance. You got to figure it out. You got to figure out, well, you know, you are an artist, but at the same time, you're doing what people want. Um, I, okay. He says, I have a client that wants me to push his lineup back a half an inch and won't do it because I know it how it will look so should i just do it to make him happy and not worry about any backlash i would not do that um i think there's different levels of things when i chop the guy's bangs in a line it doesn't look that bad if you truly believe and i i'm not a barber and i don't so i don't do line like i don't do lineups um but uh I get I can already picture this and I can picture a lineup if it goes that much further back it's going to look crazy and your reputation is a barber and that's a more precise looking thing. This guy wears a textured kind of messy haircut. So you cut some short bangs in it still is a textured messy haircut. I wouldn't I would say no to that. I I wouldn't do 
I probably wouldn't do that person's haircut. I would just say, you know, that's not something that, that I'm willing to do. Um, and if they go somewhere else, they go somewhere else. Uh, so I think you should stand your ground on that. That's just my personal opinion. Um, Okay, so Annie's saying, what, I think she's meant, what would you do? When you know your work that you are doing is awesome job, but other stylists, master and elite are underestimating your work, keep saying that you should learn this and that, it's annoying. Annie, I'm going to tell you this, um, this little bit of advice. Uh, you're never as good as you think you are. So... Like at the beginning of my career, when I was cutting hair, I actually thought I was good. Um, but now as I just every, every time as I get like older, I'm realizing that I think back a couple of years ago and I'm not as good as I am now. Mm -hmm. So like now I, I, I really just never think I'm good uh, enough. Right. And I just keep learning. And I think if, if you already like, you probably do an awesome job. But at the same time, they might actually be seeing things and you can't shut yourself down from it. I'm not saying that maybe they're jerks. I, I don't know. Like yeah. you never know who you're working with yeah. and some people can be. But I, whether they're being that way or not, I would say like don't just assume that they're right, you know, in a way of you should learn this, you should learn that. Like you probably, there probably are other things you can learn. Yeah. So that's my thought, you know. I would agree. Um, I just think, like, sometimes if someone's, like, trying to teach you, oh, I do it this way, but, like, maybe their way isn't exactly correct either. So I definitely would take it into consideration. Um, yeah. Like, be open-minded, definitely, but also, like, stand by what you do as well. Yes. Like, <laughs> I I totally yes Carly you're right um and this is like this is kind of like as I'm thinking about it this is the hard thing about doing a live question thing because yeah. you don't have like a second to think but at the same time personally I would always challenge yourself yeah to not feel like like know that you're awesome mm -hmm. but at the same time know that you always need to learn yeah. and there's always things that you should be learning if people are putting you down then I would definitely. First off, I would change that work environment. Yeah. Um, but I would say that just take people's criticism. Like every day on the internet, somebody says something terrible about the way that I cut hair mm -hmm. um, or color hair or whatever it is. Don't, and I, and I look at it and I think about it. I used to get really upset about it. And now I just go, all right, well, maybe they're right. Like yeah. I, there was this one girl and I'll, I'll never forget it. And I got upset because she said that my, and I'm going to say it was kind of like a lineup, um, <laughs> but she was like, you know, it wasn't balanced yeah. here. And I got really upset and I even blocked her like quickly <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> and I was like, cause I just didn't want to, I hate yeah. like negativity. Mm -hmm. um, and first off, when you're making stuff for free, it's like frustrating when people complain because oh, you're yeah. like, seriously, I just spent hours making this. Mm -hmm. And then like, it's not balanced. But then I look at it and I'm like, I started watching my haircuts from then on. I'm like, you know what? I don't really pay attention to that. Yeah. 
Like I pay attention. I look at one side of the head and then, and I cut it and I think I'm balancing it around to the other side, but I never like took that look in the mirror where I looked and saw like this side is not, mm-hmm. you know, level with that side. It, and it's, it was usually very little, but I didn't take that step. Yeah. Now I'll never forget that step, right. you know? So there's so many people that um, I think they get to a certain level in the business. They get so busy that they just kind of shut down on the, the they don't want to take any criticism. Mm-hmm. Um, and criticism is the best. Like yeah. even if you don't like it at first, there's usually a reason why it's coming up. So you should really listen to it. Um, all right, Vince. Matt, I think what you are doing for the hairdressers is fantastic. You brought them together and your education is fantastic. And that's from me. Pizzle. I don't know how you say that. I don't know how you say your last name, Vince, but thank you. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate it. Um, tips for growing out a steep A-line stack. <laughs> let, it, let it grow. <laughs> um, I actually, I'm. I was... I did like a really fun service and I'm going to cut hair. I know you guys don't like just listening to us talk the whole time, but we do need a podcast. So this podcast will also be available on iTunes. Uh, So I did, uh, this isn't growing out of stack, but for Erica, my client, Mm -hmm. um, she had kind of a pixie cut, I would say, or like what you would call a pixie cut nowadays uh, with a little bit longer top and shorter sides. And she was like, no, I want to grow this into a longer hair. So we did this transition and she's now at a bob, Mm -hmm. but all I did was like, I, I really just kept, um, the sides. I just kept in a kind of a rounded shape, I think. Um, and I kept the neck, the nape really tight. So, um, so when I went from the pixie, it was like, I kind of kept letting the sides grow and, but keeping them skinny and then so layering them, but rounded. And then in the back, I would take her nape nice and tight so it didn't keep growing that that way. And I let the back and the top kind of catch up with yep. it. And that seemed to work really well. And then so for the A-line, I would kind of say the same thing. Like if it's really stacked, I would keep the nape a little bit tighter and let the back kind of grow a bit. And then you'll finally get to that transition. But I mean, for all my customers, I just say, you know, this these are the steps. Again, we talked about it at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like the you got to let them know the process. And then once they know the process, they're, they're fine. Um, and you know, if you have a stack Bob and you just hate it, like (laughs) it's just unfortunate, but it's gonna, it takes time to grow out. Um, all right, cool. Congrats to Carly. Can't wait to see your work behind the chair. Johnny. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, all right, cool. Let's see. I love Carly's glasses. Oh, thanks. All right. Totally off topic, but there are a lot going on in legislation across the nation where the hair industry is concerned, deregulation in a couple of states. What are your thoughts? Mm. We were talking about We've talked about this, yeah. (laughs) So do you want to give your thoughts as a newly licensed professional? Um, Well, my initial thought was, oh, God, (laughs) Um, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, And I was just worried, like you said, about the people who are doing like these services on their friends and themselves and like worried about um, like how it's, it was going to turn out and people coming in with fried hair and all this other stuff. Yeah. And then um, after our talk that we just had, it just kind of was like, 
okay, if that's what you want to do, then you're going to do it. Like, I'm not going to. Yeah. Um, But uh, just what you said about how we, you know, we paid the money to go to school and it's not like, it's yeah. a lot of money. So, yeah. so just wishing people had like that appreciation right. for it um, is my only issue. Yep. And this is, that's like the, the hardest part about the whole thing. When we did talk about it, it was like, I think where people jump to the argument is um, take away the license, take away the professional part of it, where in my mind, there's hairdressers all over the world that aren't licensed, didn't yeah. go to school for it, but they did do some type of apprenticeship, mm-hmm. um, which is usually even more intense. Yeah. I believe in apprenticeship. Mm-hmm. I, I think that um, the problem is you can't regulate like as well. I mean, honestly, I think beauty schools need to be all torn down mm-hmm. and the whole thing needs to be rebuilt. It's not yeah. going to happen, but I, I know that um, like if they took away beauty school, yeah, you would still need to, uh, there were, there's no way they're going to take away like certification right. in a way of like um, some kind of apprenticeship program or, uh, chemical certifications mm-hmm. or the the fungus and the nails like all that stuff it's still gonna have to happen right. so and i'm sure that's what happens around the world i don't know because i'm not you know this is just my personal opinion but mm-hmm. i um i think there should be um apprenticeship programs and if everybody can be a hairdresser tomorrow like if all of a sudden all these diy people <laughs> that are cutting their own hair <laughs> want to start being a professional right um it just to me, like everybody can be everything. Everybody can be a photographer. Everybody can be, um, you know, whatever they want, a barista. Like mm-hmm. you can be whatever you want to be tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You can't be a hairdresser because we have hair school you have to go to. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that there's a ton of photographers out there that are just terrible at their job. Right. Right. And they don't get as many gigs. They don't get the gigs. And all of a sudden they have they're frying people's hair off and everybody knows not to go to that person. Mm -hmm. And what I think would happen if all of that, if tomorrow everybody can be a hairdresser, I'm going to get way more clients because people are going to actually do their research on who's good Mm -hmm. and who's not. And that's like my only, so I never get like, I'm fearful of the fact that obviously I paid 20 grand to go to school and Mm -hmm. it's upsetting that like somebody wouldn't have to do that. Yeah. But I'm hopeful that uh, with the industry and how everything evolves that, it won't be the case of like just anybody can do it. There's no certification. There's no, you know, it'll still be regulated, I think. Um, and I think it'll just really know. open a lot of people's eyes too that like it's a lot more complicated than yeah. just taking a pair of scissors to your head. Yeah. And it takes years <laughs> of practice. Yeah. And that's like where um, you're not learning that in school, anyways. Right. I mean, this is the other argument that happens. Like people, um, you only are in school for 10 months. How much are you learning in 10 months that is making you like so much better than somebody else that would want to like really study and learn it and, mm-hmm. and have an apprenticeship and all that stuff and learn uh, the ins and outs of the industry. So I don't know. I need to look up into it more on the fact that if everything is deregulated mm-hmm. and they take away the license of it, what is what does it take to open a salon though? Like, how do you, um, 
Yeah. If they deregulate it, can you walk into a salon suite tomorrow and then open up shop? Like just put your thing on and just say, <laughs> here <Yeah>. we go. <laughs> you know, can you do that? I don't know. Yeah. Um, because that salon suite's already got its, you know, its licensing for whatever it is. Yeah. I don't know. So like mm-hmm. there's a lot of questions I think that come up, but my initial thought is I'm excited for the fact that not I'm not excited about it, but I'm I'm if it happened and there's nothing I could do about it, I think it would make people smarter on who they chose mm-hmm. to get their hair done by because it could be just Rhonda <laughs> who decided to be a hairdresser today and now all of a sudden, you know, who are you going to go to? Yeah. Rhonda or me? Yeah. Right? And Rhonda's going to have reviews just like mm-hmm. me. And, you know, so you got you really have to, you know, do your research on that. All right. Um, all right, cool. All right, so we're going to cut some hair. I'm, I'm going to get started with that. Let me... The cool thing about this podcast is what I'm trying to do. I want to get on here as often as I can, pretty much Tuesday through Friday at 11 a.m. Talk some hair. Talk to you guys out there. I love seeing your comments. If I didn't get to one today or Carly didn't get to one today, like we will, and we try to watch them um, to answer your questions and just have you guys involved in this show. Um, because it's just, you know, I think there needs to be a bigger voice happening too, um, in the industry, just where we can all talk and talk about these kind of issues and stuff. And I want to put out the podcast every day, video and audio, and then we're going to do some hair like right now. And when I do the haircut, that haircut's going to be transferred into a YouTube video for itself as well. So we're creating lots of different, um, pieces of content all in one show and just doing it live yeah. so that we can talk to you while we do it. So um, so that's really the podcast portion. Um, I'm going to get ready for the haircut portion. Um, if you're listening to this on iTunes later on and you want to watch the haircut, you can go on YouTube and the haircut will be on there um, either under the Woke Up This Way podcast or um, the live stream or, the, uh, or later it'll be posted as well. Um, what do you guys feel like seeing me cut today? I have this mannequin. It's probably, camera's probably done. Yep. Uh, it's just a long hair. It's a regular mannequin, fresh, never been cut. <laughs> um, I was thinking about doing like a long layered haircut. Not long layered, but like something that takes some weight around the face. Uh, takes some weight off around the face. And then, uh, so a nice little layered kind of face frame thing. Shag, we did the shag last time, Michelle. <laughs> uh pixie i'm not cutting it into a pixie it's expensive <laughs> um layers all right i like layers um that's what i'm thinking i'm thinking layers because i don't do a lot of longer layered haircuts and i know that those can get a little boring for people so i want to maybe do something that'll freshen it up for you guys and talk about a little head shape as well square layers um i think i'm gonna do round layers Lots of layers in long hair. Cool. Like that. V-cut face frame. All right. Curtain bangs. <laughs> we did curtain bangs yesterday. Yes, that, we did. That was, um, <laughs> curtain bangs got, uh, <laughs> crazy. It was all over the place. <laughs> Straight across cut. You're trying to do your hair at home. <laughs> That's not, no hairdresser says straight across cut. No way. 
blunt long bob. Okay. That's what she's saying. Oh. All right. All right. Sexy layers. I don't know Ooh. what those are. <laughs> I wish I knew what those are. Haircuts for face shape. All right, cool. So I think we're good. I think we'll do layers. Um, I'm going to put this up here. Get ready. Um, I'm going to start this nice little tune here. This is not the rap version. I woke up this way. <laughs> There we go. Um, all right. You'll have to read the chat because yeah. I cannot see it over there. Yeah. All right, guys. Guys and gals. So now we're going to cut some hair. Um... We're going to focus on a long layered haircut. So what I want to do is really talk about head shape. Um, also, you know what? I'm going to grab my head shape mannequin real quick. Okay. So I'm going to take this down. All right, so a couple things I want to talk about real quick uh, first before we fully start um, the haircut. Basically, the breakdown of the head shape for me is that there's different corners in the head, and those corners play a key role in um, how the weight shifts in the head shape, right? So a lot of times, like today, I'm going to cut a face frame, so I want to really talk about it mostly in that way. But when you look at this mannequin, I've kind of marked off where I believe kind of the important corners of the head are. So you've got this temple area here. You've got the parietal ridge that comes across around mid crown here and then back around parietal ridge. So that follows all the way around there, creating kind of like a U shape on the top of the head. Now, the other part that I look at is this back uh, center back here. And then the occipital bone that comes across, 
um, and then down. So where I see this corner is the occipital bone kind of curves in here. And because that curves in, it's different than this part here on the head. But a lot of times when we cut a graduation or things like that, we don't look at the head shape. So I pull this down here, which is basically coming out 90 degrees, which you can see at that point. And then as I work my section higher and higher, it becomes more of a graduation because this is 90 degrees, right? Coming straight out of the head this way. And then, so it goes from this is 90 degrees here. And then as I come up, this is 90 degrees. So now by the time I get to this part of the hair and I'm cutting it, this is becoming very, very heavy in the back. The same thing is happening when you cut the front of the head. People don't think about it. And the fact is that the front of the head here is pretty much, this is 90 degrees sticking straight out of the head and you're cutting it a lot of times all the way down here. So you're cutting it at basically zero or even less than zero degrees, which is building up the most weight. So where a lot of our customers have the biggest challenge is right over on the edge in this corner where the hair gets super heavy. So for instance, if I take um, the hair and I'm pulling it over to the side here and I keep pulling it and I'm pulling it from further and further and now I'm pulling this hair all the way from this temple area around the face over to me, what do you think is going to happen when I let that go? It's going to not only be heavy just because it's coming from further away and dropping, but it's even heavier because now it's going around this corner as well. So you have multiple corners that you're following, uh, the hair's falling over and it just gets super heavy. So that's what we're going to take into consideration today when we cut. I'm not going to, when I do this kind of layered face frame for thick hair, I'm not going, I'm going to take into consideration this whole entire uh, corner shift that happens in the head. So just shout, Carly, if there's any people asking stuff. I'm going to comb this back. So we're going to cut this based on a side parting because most side bangs have a side parting, obviously. And we're going to say it's on the left-hand side for today. Obviously, if your guest part's on the right-hand side, just part it there and build your hair cut off of that. So I'm going to comb the hair directly back. Okay. Comb the hair back. And then I'm going to go right to the middle of the eyebrow here, and we'll say that's where her part's at. Now the next thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take my section um, for the face frame. I wanna look at where this head starts to curve down and then where it bends up here. And that's where I'm going to comb and rotate backwards. So whenever I wanna take a parting and I want it to be nice and clean, I comb in that direction. I get the hair flowing that way. And then I take from the point and draw a line around. So that's a circular motion following the head shape. 
And what I'm going to do is take this hair and I'm going to clip it back. And with a different clip. I didn't want that one. There we go. All right. So you can see nice round section back. And then I'm going to do the same thing on this side. Combing the hair back. And then drawing that line round into the back of the head. Now the back of the head I'll cut. Um, in a different haircut or whatever. I just want to show you guys the space frame technique for today. So there you go. So now we have our round section there going into the back, basically taking out the crown of the head in a way. And we're going to start on our heavy side. Now, just like I talked about with... Just like I talked about with the, the, the bald mannequin, we're working around this corner. So if I'm pulling all of this hair over here and cutting it, then all of a sudden it's gonna get super heavy when I let it go and it falls flat there. So what I wanna do is work with elevation. So this is going to be um, a stationary guide here and I'm gonna elevate that up and cut it. So stationary guide, elevate it up and cut it, bringing everything until I get to this corner, that parietal ridge area, then I'm going to make my shift. So I'll show you that in a sec. Do you ever do just the center part if they part on either side of the head? No, because they can't part. So here's the thing, and this goes back to us talking about um, explaining to customers the way things work, right? So let me see here. If I had a customer that told me that they part on either side of the head, then I would say to them, you can't in this haircut. And the reason you can't in this haircut is because if you want a true side parting with no weight issues, then you have to wear it to one side because no matter what, if I pull it to this side and I cut it, um, then it's going to be heavy on this side and light on the opposite, right? So if I do it in the center and I cut it no matter what. Now it's gonna be heavy on both sides because it's meant to live in the center. So you gotta think of hair cutting as no matter where I cut hair, it affects somewhere else. So if I pull the hair all to this point, which is what I'm going to do, it's going to remove the weight from this point or remove the length and then build length and get heavier as you go away from it. So if I do it in the center, it removes the weight from the center, but then builds weight on both sides, right? So then if she, if it was in the center and she wanted to wear it to this side, now all of a sudden it's heavy because it's removed from here and it's heavy over here. And it's even heavier because, um, you, because we're removing the, the length and the weight from the center and now you're pulling that extra weight that was sitting over here and it's even heavier when you flop it over to the other side. So you can't, you can't have the best of both worlds. You can have either a uh, nice face frame that works for you, or you can have something that we can pretend is versatile, but it's not. So that's my, um, you know, what I would talk to my client about is if you want this to work, we're going to, we got to pick a side, your best side that you have, and then you just got to learn to use that side. 
If they like to kick their hair over and they don't mind a little bit of weight, then that's a different story. But if they're complaining, and this is for somebody that has thick hair and they're complaining that it's too heavy, um, that's where this haircut comes in and it works really well. Uh, or this technique, not necessarily a haircut. So, all right. So I take my first section and now here is my goal. I'm gonna bring this straight out from the head, which is gonna become my guide, just like that. Now, as I comb this, I don't want to go anywhere really above 90 degrees. I'm not trying to layer this too much. Um, just flowing with the head shape is good enough. I'm gonna go slightly below. So this would be 90 here. I'm gonna drop it just a little bit. So I'll show you guys that angle. I'm gonna shift like this. I know, I'm wearing a black shirt, never gonna change. Um, all right, so just like that, I come up. Let's see if I can show you this better. Nope, that's not better. Should I cut it this way? I think that's all right. All right, so. All right, so my elevation is gonna come up here. I'm gonna push away from myself and elevate straight up um, with a slight drop from the head shape. So this would be the head shape. I'm gonna drop it down just a little bit. And I'm going to cut my first line. It's like that. Then I take another half inch parting and we're gonna be working. This is all stationary at this point. So bringing it up to that previous section, just like that. There's my guide. And I'm gonna continue across until I get to the parietal ridge. Okay, so this will be the last, last one because now I'm starting to dip into that corner. So now what I'll do is I'm going to continue kind of a walk. So I'll take a little bit of this section, get this out of the way, and that's going to be my new guide. I'm going to bring everything up to this. Right here, straight up from the head this way. 
what that's going to do is that'll be a, a little bit of a diffused line, but I'm just trying to add a nice kind of light feel to this. I don't want to bring this all the way over here and make it super heavy um, underneath here. So, and this I'll just work my way all the way down to the temple. There's my guide, or until you run out of hair, really. Maybe I can get one more. Are you over-directing it to your first original guide? I'm not over-directing it to the first original guide. I'm over-directing it straight up. Well, yes, to the to the next guide. So I had a guide here, brought everything to that stationary over top of the parting. And then when I got to this edge, I created a new guide, which was straight up here. And I brought everything to that. That became stationary at that point. So... Now when I comb this all down, you can see how it kind of tucks. You got a nice face frame. I'm going to blow it dry so you guys can see it. All right. And then the last little bit. Now things get a little bit different. And um, I talked about this in my class yesterday as well. But now we're working, we're working with two different sides of the head. You have a heavy side, which is this side, has all of the weight sitting on it. So from the left-hand side parting, this is very skinny. This is very thick. It's got a ton of hair. So why would we cut both sides the exact same? For me, I don't think that you should. I think that you should change it up like they're two different haircuts. I still want to create a layered face frame on this side. I just want it to be a little bit lighter. So what I do with this side especially because it's almost from Pridal Ridge down. So you're working almost on the same, you know, corner, same edge of the haircut. What I'll do with this is just take a piece from my previously cut section, clip the rest away. And then I'm going to take a diagonal back parting and I'm going to bring this all to me. Now I can, so I'll bring it to me across the face this way. And my elevation, you'll notice, is nice and low. Um, on the other side, it was high because we were removing weight. Now I want to keep a little bit of extra weight. And I'm going to continue, I'm going to connect just like that, shift my finger angle a little bit, work diagonal back, bring it over to me, shift that finger angle, and cut. So this is giving me those layers that I had in the first. Uh, in that first section, I still, I still get the layers. I get the layered effect in the face frame, but just get to keep that extra weight in there. All right. Now you can see nice little face frame layers. And now I'm going to go through. I'm going to blow it dry real quick. I'm just going to blow dry the front so you guys can see it see the effect that we created. And if you guys have questions, just type them in. I'm gonna use the Paul Mitchell Invisible Wear Volume Whip. We're trying to create some volume in this thing. So I'll use a little bit of that just to give me some hold. Super lightweight. 
This actually works really good on fine hair as well because it, um, it doesn't weigh the hair down, which is nice. Then once I put the product in the hair, what I like to do is just brush it through because um, that gets the product on everything. So I think a lot of people just kind of smash it in and then uh, start blowing it dry. I like to work that product in, get it on every bit of the hair so it does its job. Then I can start to blow it dry. Then I choose to start drying and giving it some lift with the regular brush. Then I go in with the round brush because I feel that um, sometimes when you go in, just a round brush takes a little bit longer. So I like to speed it up just by using the blow dryer and the brush, not letting it have a part. So working it back and forth and then lifting and leafing it up, still getting volume in the hair, lifting it out. Can you hear me? Mm -mm. Oh, okay. What did you say? <laughs> um, no, someone just had a question. Uh, they said, I usually put my styling products on before cutting. Do you think that is bad for my scissors? No. So um, I don't think that, I don't think that's bad for your scissors, but I mean, I obviously wouldn't put something like super thick or like, maybe greasy on there. I don't know. Like maybe that could affect um, them somehow. I, honestly, I think it's good to put a little bit of product in before you cut because then you get the combing out of the way. Um, the combing of the product, getting it all saturated through. Sometimes when you put product in the hair before you cut, it dries the hair a little bit faster. Um, so you have to wet it down during the cut. So that maybe like might be a little bit less of a benefit, but depending on how much you're cutting, how fast you're going to be cutting, um, you could definitely put the product in before. It won't hurt your I don't think it'll hurt your scissors. I, I've never had a problem, and I do that quite often. So,
All right, and so like as I'm lifting this hair, I'm going straight out from the head shape, just really trying to create as much volume as possible and rolling everything back off the face. Then I let the hair just kind of set on base, just like that. And then when I release the brush, I kind of I let it twist out. I don't pull the hair out because if you pull on it, you're going to stretch the hair. Basically what happens is you stretch the hair while the hair is still warm. So then you kind of pull that curl out. You want the hair to let kind of like sit and rest and cool in that form. And then you can brush it out later and it'll stay that way. Um, sometimes when you pull, well, all, all the time when you pull it or start running your hands through it as you're drying it, you pull that curl out while it's warm um, so it reforms. It's forming and setting um, from the hot state to the cold. So as it cools off, you need it to stay in that curl pattern. Hit it with a little cool, speed up the process. Then unwrap it.
All right. Um, Any questions firing off, Carly? Yes. All right. Would over-directing the hair to give volume be better? Wouldn't, wouldn't over-directing the hair to give volume be better than pulling the hair at a 90-degree angle? Then what? What? Hold on. Okay. Wouldn't over-directing the hair to give volume be better versus pulling the hair at a 90-degree Yes, but I didn't need it to be, so I didn't really need the hair to be that much volume. Like, you know, like if we were in Jersey, <laughs> then I might go a little, a little higher. No, like for, to be serious, I, um, because I went all the way up the hair like this, then what you'll notice is this last section that was kind of sitting on this part, I did, um, over direct that one this way. Um, so that I got a little extra pop just in that bang area, um, as opposed to the way that I was just going 90 all the way across. So I took this very last inch and rolled that forward, which then in turn gives me extra kick of volume um, throughout. And then this is the, finish it up a little undone texture spray. Kind of odd doing Two inches of a haircut. <laughs> I want to show you guys, you know, these layers in here. So what you'll see is that there's a, a really nice consistency with how these layers are, as opposed to it feeling like or looking very heavy right there. That's the whole goal of this technique is to kind of walk your weight across instead of just pulling everything here and dropping all of that weight into the, the side part of the haircut. So... Let me zoom in a little bit so you can see. It's so hard for me to see on this screen. But yeah, you can see all these different layers, how they flow. Nothing looks heavier than the other part. And that was, you know, my goal with this cut. And then over on the other side, just a nice soft kind of um, layering pattern that goes with it, but it's not as heavily layered. So it still has a nice full feel to it. Um, to keep the haircut nice and balanced. Now, this end result isn't, you know, exactly what we're headed for here, but um, but this part is the whole point, everything we cut. So, uh, all right, let's do a little recap. I'm going to go back over. Right. Let's see. Uh, yeah, I think we're doing wooden. Da, 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 usually, styling products cutting. Uh, is that blow dry technique best on fine hair? Um, on fine hair, I might do a little more uh, over direction. Um, like they were saying in the com the comment. Um, just because uh, the the extra over direction does give it more volume. So what I did in the last part over the parting, where I kind of over directed it the opposite direction, that's what I would do for fine hair, just to really give it you know a nice little pop um, of volume, and really make sure that I also um, do the cooling mm -hmm. instead of letting it air cool on fine hair. I would definitely do the cool switch on the blow dryer. Uh, that way I'm cooling it off and I'm not letting any of the weight uh, 
determine or dictate kind of like how that curl is going to set. Um, that would be my suggestions. All right, cool. What brand of dryer is that? It's very quiet. It's a Paul Mitchell dryer. Um, it's the Paul Mitchell Pro Tools um, dryer. But here's what I would say. The microphone is good. Uh, it is, it's not super loud, but it's not no. quiet either. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say it's regular. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I could talk over it, but I had a microphone really close to my mouth and it's meant in the microphone set to cut out background sound. So you're not, <laughs> so it does a really good job. Um, but the blow dryer, I couldn't hear Carly asking me a question yeah. over there because of the blow dryer. So, um, but it's a great dryer. It's one of my favorites. Um, I use that and I use the Dyson. Um, those two are kind of my go-tos on blow dryers. Oh, blow dryers. I also like the Minerva one. I use that one in the barbershop. Um, cause that thing's a powerful jet. Yes. And, uh, I like using that on, on the guys. All right. I think that's it. Seriously. I think, uh, I think we had another good show. What do you think? Yeah. Great. Feel good. Yeah. <laughs> time to get on with the salon day yeah um i hope you guys uh have a great day <laughs> i can't i can't think about now that i have this uh this rap song <laughs> we're gonna go out to it but um yeah i hope you guys have a great day in the salon tomorrow maybe samvia maybe we'll come on live i'm hoping i gotta talk to them see what time they're coming um and then also we have uh so all that shoot and then thursday i'll definitely be, we'll be back on here live 11 a.m uh, doing some more hair stuff. Maybe I'll do some color on Thursday. I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much it. So have a fantastic day. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. All right. <laughs>